It's time for the End of Conversation Podcast With funny man Damian Lemon And the voice of your choice Ali Muhammad This is Damian Lemon This is Ali Muhammad And this is In the Conversation The Podcast Yeah, we back, we in the building Black History Year still going strong September 4 You know what I mean? Yeah Creeping up Want to come about to close it out strong. Birthdays yeah. coming through. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's real shit. Yeah. 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 Like, like yeah. drip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hilarious. <laughs> oh, shit, man. What's good with you? How was your Labor Day weekend? Oh, uh, man. Labor Day weekend was, was interesting. It was cool. Um, it was like work. I was doing some moving. Um, Get my son set up on his internship. He was moving into a little spot down in Atlanta. So okay. he's doing a lot of that. You know, hopefully he could uh find his way into this this, you know, he's interning. Um he's in a music industry internship program. Okay. Um uh, I think it's Project Go Dark. Uh it's funded by Spotify, but it's uh two young kids that uh that kind of put it together. So mm-hmm. uh, I wish I had their names, but I don't have them right now. I think this dude's name is Cal, and then I don't know the girl's name. But they put together a program where they, they uh, applied for a grant during the pandemic, and uh, Spotify came through and uh, gave them some ends. So, you know, he's there taking advantage of that, you know. Thankfully to his auntie, my sister Nina, who kind of plugged him in on it and, and let him know it was available. So... That was dope. So we was moving him into a little spot for a couple of months, and you know that was that was the work. <laughs> That's what's up. That sounds cool. So how long is the the program? It's a couple months. You know what I'm saying? I guess okay. the equivalent of a, like a summer. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's fine. That's what's up. That's what's up. Good to good to know that things like that are still going on. Good to hear Spotify out there creating some opportunities for the the next generation. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I, and it was that's one of the things as I was telling him, I was like, you know, opportunities like these don't happen often, you know what I'm saying, or readily accessible. Yeah. So it's kind of like <clears throat> when the door opened in this type of game, you got to walk through and, and make shit happen, you know what I mean? Because you'll be on the outside of it looking into this game for a long time if you don't take advantage of the opportunities and the resources and the relationships that right. you've, you've garnered along the way. So, you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> so I was glad that he was able to do that. You know, that's what's up. That's what's up. So is it like a rotational thing or is it one of them things where you get uh specific, you go in there for like a specific role and they kind of groom you for that? Yeah. He, he went in for um, A&R, and so, okay. you know, they place them with, they're supposed to place them with a company. Um, and, you know, they'll take it from there and see where it is. I think, um, I think Cortez Bryant is on the board. He used to manage Wayne and Nikki okay. and Drake. Yeah. So um, I think he's some way in charge of um, the placements. So uh-huh. we'll, we'll see where he gets placed and, you know, he'll take it from there. That's dope. Congratulations. Yeah. That's hard. He's yeah. still rhyming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's interesting too because you know 
that's a tricky thing when you're trying to be an artist and you, you know what I mean, you're trying to learn the business. So mm. it's like, when do you unveil? Hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got bars. I got bars. <laughs> I got a 16. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Right, so right, right. Especially when you, you know, in the beginning when you're dealing with, with people who are strictly on the business side, they don't want to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, ah, oh, they... Right. <laughs> so, you know, maybe it's more... Um, Maybe it's more uh, democratized now than it was. I remember my yeah. first internship in New York was at Mercury Records, and it was like, you know, one of my first days there. And I learned everything I need to know about industry rules on this particular day. You know what I mean? It's like I just got I got chewed out and all, you know, in between the lines, I was able to understand, okay, you don't do this, you don't do that. Okay, you got to move like this, you got to move like that. It was just a, a long-ass day. And um, the first day I went, it was Mercury Records. I went in, um, you know, I got myself to New York, got myself somewhere to stay. And um, the problem was when I got into the, to the uh, department, it was the Artist Relations Department at Mercury Records. This was like 1992. It was the year Rodney, the Rodney King riots, I think, or okay. either either he got beat or it was the riots. Either one, it was Rodney King related. When I first touched down, <laughs> it was Rodney King was was who was some of the artists that were on the on the label? Um, I know Brian Rodney Mc, was taking hits, but who was making hits? Uh, Brian McKnight, and it was the summer. Um, they had Black Sheep. That was the summer of you can get with this, you can get that, get with that. So that was those were the two. I know the first thing that. That happened was that it was a Brian McKnight album release party. I think it was his first album. So that was like the first event. And then Black Sheep was out already, but they were like the high, they were like the hot hip hop group that they had. I don't think they had no other hip hop. Um, And uh, so, so um, I go in, you know, first day. Well, actually, I thought it was going to be my first day. I went in and, um, what was happening was the the leader of that department, which was uh Jackie Jackie Reinhardt at the time, which she ended up being a client of mine and real cool and and taught me a lot of shit later in life. But she had got fired or she left or whatever. It was a up upheaval in the department, and then mm-hmm. a new lady a new lady was taking over, and I can't remember her name, but she was uh she was she was just coming off of being Bobby Brown's manager. You know what I'm saying? She reminded me a lot of Rock on um on Raising Canaan because she was hard mm. like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Wore, she wore shades. This was when motherfuckers smoked in the building and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, right. so they ain't know what to do with me as an intern showed up. They were like, oh, we don't know what's happening. Shit, we don't know if we going to have jobs. Like, what the fuck? And so you got to talk to her. Damn, I wish I could think of this lady's name. But you got to talk to her. And I'm like, ah, shit. So I went in. She got on her shade. She's smoking a cigarette in big ass office. And then uh she was like, uh, shit, all right, baby, um, what you need? I was like, Well, shit, I came up here from Florida, you know what I'm saying, to do this internship. She's like, You came all the way up here to do this? I was like, Yeah. She was like, Well, shit, you came this far, you might as well stay. And I was like, Cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was on, you know what I mean? But then it was just like and this probably wasn't one day. It was probably a few different days, but I'm running them all together in my head. 
Just a montage. But, yeah, it's a montage. So, boom, I get on. You know what I mean? I'm doing my thing, you know, shuffling papers and taking this over here, taking this over there. And I ended up in somebody's office. And um, he was like, yo, what you think about this? And then I told him. Then he was like, you know, he's like, you look like you might rhyme. You rhyme? I was like, yeah, yeah, shit. And then I had my tape in my pocket and shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he put in my tape and listened to the shit. And then, you know, that was it. And then you know, I went on back about my business. And then the person who I was working for uh-huh. came back like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Chewed me all the way up and down. Yeah, I mean, she had me in that motherfucker all night. Just like, this ain't how you move. Blah, blah, blah. If you're trying to be an artist, then you need to go be an artist. Don't come here if you want to do work. You got to come here to do work. And the same place for you to be, you know what I'm saying, shopping your demo and shit. I didn't bring you in here for that. Put my name on the line shit. I don't even know if I'm going to have a job. You can fucking around. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, basically, when you come in and you're working for somebody, you riding with them. You know what I'm saying? You don't be you know, all over the place and trying to, you know, canoodle and do shit in other departments and all that shit on somebody else's time, you know? So right. I, I learned a valuable lesson about how to move and that shit. And then all this shit she was, when she was fussing me and cussing me, you could, I could just uh, annotate all the little rules, you know what I'm saying? Don't do this, don't do that. Like a lot about how you talk to people and don't be, Calling nobody miss and sir around this motherfucker. What's wrong with you? You ain't in the you ain't in the country no more. You know what I mean? Cause people mm-hmm. people people didn't want to hear that. Like it made them feel old, I guess. So right. but the biggest lesson I learned out of all that shit, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? All of it was that when I looked around and I saw who was in the big offices, everybody that had made it had did some shit on their own and the label brought them in. It never was, you know, somebody who came in the label and then they just worked and worked and worked. It was like somebody who had made a hit out on their own with their own shit and then the label brought them in and signed their label. It was always some shit like that where the people who had the clout had did something or, right. you know what I'm saying, or came from something. So that was the biggest lesson. And when I left there, I went and started some shit, you know what I'm saying, and started my own shit. And that, that started my journey, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't think this story was supposed to be about me, but nah, it's all right, man. You told the story; it's gonna come back to you at some point. It was about you, right? Um, right. That's funny though, man. Uh, sound like my man hit you with a little bit of low key entrapment. You know, what yeah, I mean? he did. Like, he did. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, that was, man. That was some. That's grimy a little bit. That was. Some, let me ask you this. How did he sell it? Did he even, like, when he played the record, because this is what I want to know, when he played your joints, what mm-hmm. was his response? I mean, he didn't have much response. My shit wasn't ah, ready to be played. You, you know what I'm saying? Okay. It was, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? And the shit that I played wasn't even my best shit, but that wasn't the part that, that wasn't the part that stung. I ain't give it, like, you know what I mean? I just played what I had in my pocket at the time. But you had it in your pocket. You were, it was ready for somebody to hear. It was in it your. Was it was ready, but deck. it wasn't cue. It wasn't cue. You know, a tape. It ain't like a CD. Like go to right. number three. A right, tape right, gonna right, play right. wherever it start. Got it. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The tape is already where it's at. Okay. And when he pressed play, it wasn't my best shit. But I, I, I like the shit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> but, but you in a label. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. I made this shit at home on a on a eight track reel to reel, you know what I'm saying? Not uh-huh. 
in some studio. That shit didn't sound. It wasn't like like today. Like everybody make their shit digitally at home. Like you know, you could digitally make some shit sound pretty good. But when you record some shit on a on a, a motherfucking eight track and it's on cassette, that shit don't sound like how everything else sound like. They playing CDs that's booming out right. the A and speakers. So, right. you know, my sound quality wasn't there. You know what I mean? Of course. And so, you know, obviously, and then I didn't, I wasn't record label ready with my, my rhymes. You know what I'm saying? It was shit. I had, I was just getting started. I didn't know that though. In my mind, that shit sounded good. My next but, question is, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish <laughs> nah, go ahead. Nah. <laughs> so when he, when he played that shit, did you rap along with it or did you just nah, sit nah, nah. back? I let him uh, play it. You know, y'all let him play it, you know, with the with the butterflies in my stomach, sweat dripping okay. down my forehead and shit. Like, oh <laughs> shit, oh, this by chance. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And he didn't diss it. You know what I'm saying? He gave me some constructive criticism. Like, okay. yeah, da 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 woo, woo, woo. You know what I'm saying? They about this, you know what I'm saying? Your sound quality you might want to record it in the studio and shit. And when you when you ready, I'll be here, you know what I'm saying? Some shit like that. Okay. And, Meanwhile. So, it was positive, but meanwhile, he doubled back. Like, yeah, you know, your boy in here trying to shop his demo and shit. You know what I mean? Because mm. I was green. I ain't know. Right, I, right I was green, right. you know? And, yeah. you know, they see they see that shit coming a mile away. You know what I'm saying? He probably, I probably looked in there and saw the A&R speakers and shit. Like, hey, what you doing in here? You know what I mean? Right. I'm fresh off the plane from, from, from Miami. I ain't no shit. But I learned quick, again... After that, after that particular day, I I learned how to move differently. You know what I'm saying? I ain't know everything, but I know not to play myself, and I knew how to talk to people. You know what I'm saying? So, what I what we did was we ended up starting a TV show, and you know we we were able to interview artists and and get videos and shit like that because of the shit I learned that day, and how to talk to a motherfucker on the phone and and be straight to it and and you know. And how to how to get to it. So, you know, it wasn't for nothing. It was just it didn't it wasn't what I thought. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Now nah, it's always it's it's one of them things. <laughs> it's definitely not. Nah, it's definitely one of those because it is. It's a what's the word? It could be jarring, you know, right. especially when you not exposed. Your first exposure to the the business mm-hmm. is. Often not what you expected, right? Because right. you know, it's you know, like you obviously had aspirations in music, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and also aspirations in the music business. But you had aspirations in music so much right. so that you had music on you, right? But then right. you go there, and that's where it's almost their job to break motherfuckers down because it's like if you know it's true like if you're gonna work here you're gonna work here you ain't right. gonna work this shit like this ain't this ain't your little playground you know what right. i mean like it's it's a kind of right. uh it is really a moment where that shit kind of is it happens and either you buck up against it and kind of mm-hmm. get you know tossed out on some Puff shit or leave on your own or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, start your own, gain some success to where now they need you, or you tuck whatever aspirations you had and try to fit into the system and right. hopefully work from within. You right. know? And, it's interesting. And see, as at that time, you know, the Mary J. Blige album, that Mary J. Blige single was out. 
was about to come out. Maybe came out a few weeks later. But there was no real Puff Daddy in the right. you know what I'm saying? Like as a artist and a, a record person, he he hadn't blowed up yet like that. He was everybody knew him, they knew he threw parties, you know what I'm saying? And he had Mary J. Blige, so he was hot. It's fish grease, but he wasn't, you know, it wasn't an an example of an executive that rapped and motherfucking did the the, the business part. So Again, what they was telling me was was information that was about to change, but it hadn't changed yet. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it was it was a wild point in time because most of the people who ran the labels, even on the the R and B like hip hop side, were like older guys that that uh came a lot from the jazz era. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think at the time, Ed Eckstein was running the label on, at least on the black side. He was the man. Like when you went in there, he, you know, Ed was the man, you know, but he was like, like, you know what I'm saying? Nineties suited and booted, you know what I'm saying? Shark club looking, you know what I mean? The big mm-hmm. mustache, you know what I mean? So, Marcus Graham. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was like that era type of cat. And so, you know, um, I think, um, what's my man? What's my man? He's at Def Jam now. Atlas. What's his name? Chris Atlas. Chris Atlas. I think Chris Atlas was around. And he, I think he would, either he was at that label where I was at, where he was around at that time. I, Cause I was like, damn, that go another young black dude over there. What he do? You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, I think he was like college promo or some shit like that. But, you know, it was, it was like, the main thing though was like, you in a new city. You're in New York City at that. You know what I mean? You're by yourself. You're on, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's jarring for real. It's like, oh, sh- just a lot of shit to get acclimated to. You don't know how to move in the streets. You don't know how to move in the building. You just out this bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it was a, a very disorienting yet orienting time. You know what I'm saying? Because once you left, it was like, okay, I know how to do this shit now. Well, that's what's up. That's what's up. That's gonna be a good look for your son. What's his yeah. What's his um his goal? Does he have a goal? He just want to learn the business, or is like, what's well, he trying to do? He's trying to do A and R. So okay. you know, what I'm saying he's he's had a you know a few conversations about it. He's you know he's he's was able to put some artists on the table once, and those a lot of those artists that he he picked, you know, actually ended up doing something. You know, what I'm saying so. All right. He he feels like he has a hand in that. Um, you know, of course, he still he, he has his artist aspirations as well. You know, um, again, but he probably in that same spot. I mean, he he's not fully fleshed out yet. You know, what I mean? he probably think he is, but it's not fully fleshed out. He he could he got a great cadence. The nigga, you know, what I'm saying he got good bounce to his raps, uh-huh. but he ain't making songs yet. You know, what I'm saying like he making raps. He ain't making songs. Like he he could put together a good mixtape right now, but okay. I think being inside of the system like that, especially in a, in Atlanta where you're not in the building, but you're you're in buildings that are like you know these these independent labels and labels you know outside of the major system that are actually hot right now in this you know in in the game Atlanta's pretty hot, so. For him to see how these songs are being made and crafted and how and, and a lot of how it responds in the club, 
because I don't think he ever been in a club like that. You know mm. what I'm saying? So I would like to see his reaction to this music from a perspective of being in a club on a national scope and, you know what I'm saying, seeing how people react. Because, you know, a lot of times you you sit back and you judge music based off your own taste without the the knowledge of, oh, this shit is actually going up in the club right now. Like, nah, this this ain't no no real joke record. This is a big record. Mm-hmm. So so um, I think him seeing it like that would give him a, a, a greater perspective of, of what's going on. But, again, you know, so. you, you got to give him the game. Like, you know, don't fall for this, don't go for that. You know, but you can only say so much. Right, you know? especially it's the pops. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to hear that shit from me. Nah, not Mercury Records. Nah. You're like, nigga, what is nigga, that? Get the fuck out of here. This <laughs> yeah, bullshit, nigga. nigga. That old 92-ass energy. <laughs> old Ali Eckstein over here. <laughs> nah, <laughs> we good. Yo, let me ask you this. Does he write his raps? Yeah, yeah, or the, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because the reason I asked you that was... um. I was watching The Shop, the most recent one, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they had, it was a good episode. They, they were pretty much always a good episode. They always got a nice little round table, mm-hmm. just like different people. But um, Jack Harlow was on there, and um, he was talking about when he went to Atlanta, you know, when like, I guess he went to Atlanta a few, like for at least four years ago when he first, I guess, got signed to Generation Now or maybe even prior to that. But when he went to Atlanta, and he started hitting the Atlanta studios, he realized, like, when he was writing, like, when he was, you know, he was a rapper prior, but he was writing all his raps. And mm-hmm. he said, yo, pretty much no Atlanta rapper is writing their shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they they doing what they call punch rap. You know what I mean? Punching in, come up with a line, punching in, punching in. Right. And he was like, when I started doing that shit, it transformed everything I did. He was like, that shit, he said, it's like a, dance like you got it's like you get caught up in a zone mm-hmm. and you know like he said the shit started sounding a lot better than the stuff that he was writing you know what right. i mean because i guess like when you write and you so locked into whatever cadence you started with or you just locked into the mm-hmm. to the paper i just thought that was kind of interesting you know what i mean just a commentary on what's going on right now and even i mean if i think about it even with comedy i think the more you get comfortable on stage the more you get comfortable in the moment you know mm-hmm. what i mean like rather than you know like when i first started you got your set you know like i used to be so stiff with the like i right, i know i'm open with this joke then my second joke is this then my third joke is that and mm-hmm. This second joke transitions to the third joke when I say this. That's how I'm going to bring the third joke in. And mm-hmm. I would get up there and, like, if I missed that transitional sentence, <laughs> I'd feel like I was underwater somewhere. I feel like, you know, when you're in the pool, you can't feel the bottom of the of the motherfucking pool. You're like, oh, shit. And then, and then it was just, it was like, oh, no, I'm out here. And then you, it should be, you feel sick. And then mm-hmm. the more you get comfortable with just, being in the world, being because that couple seconds of you feeling disoriented or like not in command of the set is a couple seconds. It is probably not even perceptible to anybody that's watching you, maybe outside of another comedian, but the crowd can't really tell that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because they, first of all, they never heard this shit before anyway, so they don't even know what you came to say. And a lot of times people think you in the, in the, you know, uh, 
saying that shit off the top of their head in the first place. You know right. what I'm saying? So, but uh, it was just interesting, that whole, like, the punch rap technique or whatever, and, like, just kind of, I guess, abandoning. You know what I mean? He said when he gets introspective, he still mm-hmm. writes his shit out or whatever, like he trying to, you know, go deep or whatever. But, like, if he trying to make a record for the club, it's just like, he was like, I'm just thinking about what's going to look dope as an Instagram caption. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> what these people right. going to say. So it was, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, it's it's. I, I don't know his process. You know what I'm saying? I've never seen him sit down and okay. write rap, and I've never been in the studio when he recorded. So I don't know what his process right. is. But um, right, right. I think um, a lot of this, you know, what I mean, uh, of uh, the way shit is now, like why punch rap really works right now, is because at a certain point, a lot of a lot of um, the way that rap went, it went non-linear, like with like Lil Wayne. Like Lil Wayne came, his raps were so not linear. It wasn't like, I'm a rap about this subject to the end of the verse and mm-hmm. here come my hook. Like that nigga will be changing subjects every line. You know what I'm saying? He'd be like, God damn, what the fuck? Like, you know, and he changed the way that, and I don't know if he was writing his shit or punching that shit, but how it came out of his his mouth at the end the final product was a very non-linear rap that went from this line was this, this line matched with with this line only, and then the next one is a whole nother topic. You know what I'm saying? By the time he finished the verse, he done talked about eight, nine different things under the same mm-hmm. kind of umbrella, and then it'll be a random hook out of nowhere or something, you know? And I think from that point, that's just how people started rapping, which kind of it it punch rap kind of lends itself to that because all right I'm gonna just build all right this I'm gonna, I got this thought all right then I'm gonna bring this next thought so if you was listening to Lil Wayne when you was eight years old and now you motherfucker twenty two mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just the problem like you can't you even if you sat down and rap you was gonna rap in a non linear way for the most part unless again like he said if you're introspective or you telling some type of story which don't happen that often. You know what I'm saying? I think I always like to say, and I don't know if this is to be fact or whatever. It's just my benchmark and my cutoff. I think like Jeezy was the last of the linear rappers <laughs> where he had, he'll, he'll rap a whole verse about whatever. And then, yeah, and then bring that hook. And then after that, when Wayne came, it was just very nonlinear. Mm. But that's just, that's just my, that's my, uh, cut off. I don't know. It was probably a whole lot of other rappers that you know came and. But I was saying, as far as mainstream and my recollection of it, I cut it off at Jeezy. Hmm. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking. You don't think Drake is linear? Nah, cause like he he does go linear when he tells a story or some shit like that. But he was the one who kind of who kind of um popularized that shit that Wayne was doing. Like you say this word. And then, you know what I'm saying, like like you say a word and then it matches with something else. I forget what they call it. They call it hashtag, hashtag rap. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Like you say a thought and then you put the, the you know what I'm saying, the overarching theme of that thought or the hashtag of that thought or whatever. I can't give you the, the example, but you know what I'm talking about. Or big like, Sh- not the, the Big Sean type shit. Cause yeah, like but Big Sean be doing that shit too. Yeah, like the super Drake. flow or super duper. Yeah, some shit. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're about. Yeah, 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 so Wayne, Drake, Big Sean, they was doing, I think people was calling that shit hashtag rap. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. th- that was that was you know non-linear in itself. But yeah, Drake can go and do like you know fancy and you know he he has linear raps, but he was able to create a modern style as well that that right. you know that kept him kept him floating. And then you could throw in other shit because he Drake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's interesting to watch how it evolves. You know what I'm saying? Because again, we know it went from hip hop to the hippie to the hippie. And nigga rap 15 minutes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> About the party and how much shit he had. And then you yeah. know it, it is what it is now. And yeah. You no, know, a lot of people like to complain about the subject matter and shit like that. But if you if you don't get lost on the subject and and you look at the 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 flows, the cadences, and and the thought process, like uh, the most interesting thing about rap to me is the way that people deliver thoughts. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. before it took sixteen bars to deliver a thought. You know what I'm saying? Very Houdini. Like, nigga, uh, write a book on that bitch. Write a whole essay. And now niggas is delivering thoughts with, with this word or, you know what I'm saying, two, three words. And and very short, change the subject. Here go another thought. And this somehow all stays together as a song. Mm-hmm. It's punchy. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like, you know, like just trying to keep the wave going. You know how... Motherfucker throw you the shit on some breakdance shit, and then you got to keep mm-hmm. that shit going. Like, so it's you punching, and you're like, okay, that last thing, I'm trying to match the momentum on that, and you know what I mean? Take it. But they're all like, they could all be independent thoughts because they right. were independently delivered. It's it's very much like on some, it feel like, feel like a lot of like, and one, like handling, like ball right. handling. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's way flashier. They'll still get the points off, but. They might put you in the mixer a couple times, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and then pull up or whatever. It's not gonna right. be we're gonna pass the ball in the inside and pull out, and you know what I mean, pick and roll. It's yeah, it's a right. lot. It's it's yeah, and, it's and cool. I think I think somehow, somewhere in the future, you'll be able to map the way people people's brains evolve through rap, and I say mm. that because. It's so much rap that comes out every day. You know what I'm saying? And the more you listen to it, you hear the evolution of thought and the evolution of putting thoughts together. And I think, I ain't no scientist, but at a certain, to me though, you could hear, like when you see things evolved in culture and technology and then people's brains evolve and then the way people transmit that information evolves. And I think at a certain point, Scientists will be able to look at the, they can, they'll be able to track a certain era of brain evolution through hip hop because Mm -hmm. hip hop gives the most words of any type of music. It comes out more often. You know what I'm saying? It changes quick than a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Everything evolves real fast in hip hop and in urban culture period. But this is our recorded versions of it. And you can, you can, probably study brain activity through the way that people spit their words out. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, you know, I can see that. That sounds like, shit, somebody got to do it. Somebody with a lab coat. 
<laughs> Man, nah, it's that. It's that. And I was even thinking, like, you could even add, like, black Twitter, if you want to say that, or, like, just right, the right. memification of thought. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. how things have got definitely gotten a lot shorter, like, right to the punch. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, immediately, this is what it is. Like, just how everything becomes chopped up, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and how, just like with rap, just if you look at Twitter or you look at social media, there's various flows that develop, you know, mm-hmm. like it becomes a trendy flow, like for the, you know, this, you know, him, quote, mm-hmm. um, you know what I'm saying? Me, you know what I mean? And whatever the little photo is or whatever, or, um, you know, just all of that, the hashtag right. shit, but just various things that just you see, Oh, okay. This is this is a new little, this is a new um, this is a new style of delivery right here. This is some mm-hmm. new shit. I see. I caught it, and then it's over. Then here's some new shit, and then somebody might use that old shit that kind of has been over on some throwback shit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like on some retro shit. I'm gonna pull it back to 2016. You know what I'm saying? On some 2016 type shit. Oh, you know what I mean? And then if like you catch the reference or the the pattern, it's right. a little bit nostalgic. It's crazy right. how fast things move, you know, right. and, and morph. And the yeah. thing is. Even when they even when they use an old cadence or an old pattern, mm-hmm. it's like the words they don't they don't say the words the same. You know what I'm saying? It's like they and I I, I wish I had an example because I thought about this when I was listening to, to Key Glock one time, and it was a couple mm-hmm. months ago, so I don't I don't know the specific points where I caught it, but uh-huh. just the way like he might be using a project pack flow because he's from Memphis. You know what I'm saying? And but the way how he jumped his words or how he how he expresses a certain thought, I'd be like, damn, that's a that's a new that's something new, you know what I mean? And I and I wish I had the, the example, cause I right. cause it cause it, it it just jumped in my head at the time. Like, wait a minute, the way he just did whatever he just did right there is is new to me to you know what I'm saying from from the hip hop that I've experienced over the years and. And you know it's it's, a, it's just a trip. Just like when you listen to somebody like Young Thug, like he's he's using a different method of distributing his information. And right. I might I might not like the content. I might not like what they talk about or their lifestyle or the styles and the jury or whatever. But I'm just saying um, I don't know what they call that. The study of that type of shit or whatever ology it is, it's interesting. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I know somebody yeah. out there know what the fuck I'm talking about. If you want to start the study, loop me in. Mm. How would you describe drill rap? I'm trying, I do a bit about it and I like in the setup, I'm trying to like, I got a whole thing about it, but like in the setup, I'm trying to think of a quick way to kind of describe yeah. how it's different from other shit. You know what I mean? Uh, and I'm just curious how you would. I don't know technically how it's different. I just know that when they when they say drill, I just know it's some gang shit. You know what I'm right, saying? Like right, it's right. automatically, and I think because of that, it becomes a lot realer than just the art. You know what I'm saying? It becomes more of I'm saying a certain thing to a certain person, and they listening, and is <laughs> is you know it has real life ramifications to. Yeah, the words that I'm saying, you know what I mean. So it's like you get on the record. 
I'm gonna kill you, nigga. It ain't a random NWA threat. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a, a statement. It's a, it's yeah, a taken statement. as a real. Yeah, exactly. It's taken as a real thing, and it has a. Mm-hmm. a it's like it's like gang graffiti on the walls in the neighborhood. Like you know, mm. it ain't Ramon from Beach Street and shit. That shit is right. oh oh that's a re- oh they talking about you know what I'm saying such and such mm-hmm. cuz oh mm-hmm. shit like that's what oh this shit about to be on and me as a as a civilian I don't know the fuck who smoking on who you know what I'm saying when they say that right. shit I think it's a rap and most uh-huh. party people might just think it's a rap but. The motherfucker who they just smoked on is like, wait a fucking minute now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know the nigga. What? Your son's about to be an A&R or has A&R aspirations. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then going to your opinion, mm-hmm. what are his thoughts on the Kanye and the Drake albums? And are those just looked at as damn near legacy acts to somebody his age? I'm not sure because we didn't have that conversation. I hadn't even mm-hmm. listened to Kanye the last time I saw him. So we didn't, you know, we ain't had that conversation. We was more on trying to get it settled, you know what I'm saying? You know, Got it. yeah, that type of shit. So, um, so what you think? Well, I think, I think they're two distinct, different animals, you know what I'm saying, in themselves. Um, like last week, I hadn't listened to Ye. I just listened to Ye yesterday, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Drake. Hadn't come out, but it came out. And, you know, the Drake album is as most Drake's albums are, except for maybe, um, like, I always say on Drake albums, like, for me, myself, personally, I was always be like, yo, that shit was probably three hip-hop records from being a classic and shit. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. it had three too many R&B records. You know what I'm saying? Right. This this particular record is mostly 99, 98% R&B type of flow. You know what I'm saying? Got about like three cuts where it's like some hip-hop shit on some hip-hop shit the way I'm talking about. Um, Interesting. Okay. So it, it's, 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 it's what it's supposed to be, what he wanted it to be, but it's a little soft for my, um, my palate, but I understand that that's what's working and that's what's winning. And he created a record that was going to win universally on some old new age Michael Jackson shit, you know. But <clears throat> Ye, on the other hand, surprised me. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't think that I would like it as much as I, I like it. I don't like it a whole, whole lot like it's the shit. But I think the messaging, I think he's going somewhere that 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 record probably could have st- you know somebody that could edit it down from an A&R perspective like okay let's let's get this to a place where it's polished you know what I'm saying not in length because I don't mind it being long but it's like that shit kind of sounded unfinished in places you know what I'm saying especially from a Kanye perspective because his shit be sounding his shit be finished you know what I'm saying his shit be finished top to bottom and I think this went back to more like a uh, a upstart artist that is just putting together what he, you know, this is how I feel. I'm gonna let this beat ride out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like on say jail, right? And then you know Jay Z drop his verse, and then the then the beat just kind of ride out. It change up a little bit, and it just goes on and on with with no. It's like you know what I'm saying? Like like a 
Like somebody like the driver of the train has left the 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 booth. Like, okay, who driving this motherfucker? Mm. Um and so, okay, cool, cool, cool. But it was a lot of that in it. It sound it's almost like a house record where, you know, house music, the 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 beat just gonna go. You know what I mean? People right, you right. just supposed to vibe to it and then they might come in with a little loop or, you know what I'm saying, a sampled vocal and you know what I'm saying, they might sing for a few bars and then the beat just ride again. You like it's no real structure. And it was kind of like that on this album because like, you know, um, he had the one that sounded like a footwork beat. And I, I, I understand that type of music because my cousin do that kind of music. It's just street, like out your heart type of music, right? And mm-hmm. and I think that's what he was going for. It's just like he's Kanye. Like, nigga, polish this shit up, tighten that tighten up, you know what I mean? So I figured. Mm-hmm. Like, jail too, I thought, you know, maybe they polished it up. Maybe they added another vocalist or something. Nope. Same shit. <laughs> just <different> verse. <laughs> the baby do his verse, right. and then the shit just... Let's get out of here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Let the shit just ghost ride the whip. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, damn. Mm-hmm. But that shit was a great platform for a lot of artists that was on it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think I mm-hmm. think a lot of the other artists really got to shine on that motherfucker. Uh, you know, like baby, little baby, he getting his shit off this year. That motherfucker mm-hmm. is out here killing everything. Feature killer. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Dirk Dirk had a, you know, very uh heartfelt verse, you know. Um so I think a lot of people got to shine out. I think Kanye didn't get to shine as much as he should have on his own record. A lot of his shit felt unfinished. Mm-hmm. That's just, just me. What you think? Uh, well, I gave it another listen. I mean, <laughs> I, a few listens since. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't even think I said last week, like I, I deliberately drove aimlessly um, to the Kanye album. Cause it was like, I just wanted to take a drive. I wanted to hit the album. So I was just like, I had no real destination in mind. I was just driving through. I wound up driving through um, all the way through Yonkers and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, um, through the fucked up part of Yonkers, too. I was like, oh, shit, we got the light. We shit was looking <laughs> a little spooky. But um, <laughs> was, I'm like, yo, this nigga got some gospel shit rocking. I'm like, Lord. Nah, it was <laughs> fucking, nah, it was, it was hilarious. But, um, mm, Joking, but no, I'm not. Uh, what was I gonna say? <laughs> I'm not. Uh, yeah, I was definitely, um, but just letting letting it ride out. Production wise, Kanye always gonna put like production wise, even when it's not all the way there. Mm-hmm. It's so much further along than pretty much everybody else. He still is one of them tastemakers. He still is the guy that's pushing the shit forward, whether cats want to, you know what I mean, give him his credit or people get frustrated with all of the other antics outside of the music. Like, he still push it forward production-wise, just the sounds, just the way that shit is mixed, you know what I mean? Just the, you know, just, just the tone and all of that. And to your point about being unfinished, I think Kanye been on some unfinished shit since kind of like Watch the Throne. Like... At least lyrically. That's when I first started paying attention. Kanye good for like rapping and then just 
mumbling some shit to the cadence. Like, he never went back and fixed that shit. Like, it, it sounded like punch rap that wasn't done. He'd be like, we doing this. And you'd be like, yo, what the fuck is he talking? Is he just scatting right here? And he leave it there. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he been doing that since probably Watch the Throne. That's when I first saw it. And then I think since Life of Pablo, he's been more, and I think I said it on here, he's kind of really fallen back a little bit more into the producer thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he's the, it's the orchestra. You know what I mean? I know he works with other people. He works with a bunch of different artists. He works with a bunch of different producers. But you know, it's his vision. You know what I'm saying? And... Mm. Like, when I looked at, like, TLOP or particularly this album, like he knows how to showcase certain people. He mm-hmm. knows how, I'm going to get this person for that. They're going to sing a hook. Then I'm going to bring this person in. I guess it goes even back to when he did the shit with, um, what record was that? Maybe that was My Dark Twisted Fantasy, My Beautiful, well, Dark, whatever. Uh, beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy where he did All of the Lights. And it was mm-hmm. like 15 or a bunch of motherfuckers all singing Elton John and Rihanna and this person. And they only singing like a oh, part of the hook and he's stacking mm-hmm. these vocals. But he does that whole like cacophony of just everybody's talents. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But you know what I mean? And he'll pop in him, pop in there. It's not as much driven by lyricism as like his first few albums where he was kind of maybe even trying to prove that he was more than a producer. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I think he kind of got comfortable with the fact that he's got arguably at least three classics under his belt, probably mm-hmm. even more. You know what I mean? So now mm-hmm. he could kind of, he could flex and do whatever you want. That point that you made about the, um, like, the jail record, I didn't even really think about it like that because that particularly that jail record, that shit hard though. Like the way, like, um, yeah, like just that that hook, like how that shit, you know, that just going to jail. Like the way that shit just sound, like, you know what I mean? Like how he how he EQs the shit. It is some shit that you want to let that shit ride out for a minute. You know what I mean? Like, and and I think, cause I said last week, and I still stand by it, like. I ain't really catch that many quotables. Kanye used to be a quotable king. He used to have some right. funny shit he would say. And like I, I'm I'm saying and I'm peeping it, he kind of really is falling back. He'll come in, he'll say a little something slick here, da 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 boom, and I'm out. And I'm going to let this shit rock a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to let the hook, you know, because the hook is the thought now. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I know God breathed on this. I know, you know what I mean? It's just that mm-hmm. that's kind of what the vibe is here. You know what I mean? Right. To your point, it is kind of like house. Like, yeah, you know house, what I mean? Footwork type of music. Right. I know God right. breathed on this. I, I know they're gonna remix yeah. the shit out of all that shit. Oh, for yeah. real. Because yeah, there's so much that, room yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Go ahead. Now that I think about it, I think Kanye's in that place where people like Dre. Both Dre's, Dre 3000 and Andre Young, you know what I'm saying, Dr. Mm. Dre. I think they get to that point, like, but he's handling it a lot differently and and more transparently than, like, them. You know, it's like, Dre, the producer, Dr. Dre, he'll just hold on shit, just won't release the shit, like, oh, nah, they, shh, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then Dre 3000, you know, especially when you're, you're a lyricist and you got to, 
you got to express your thoughts and you get to a place in life where your thoughts are a lot more complicated than they were when you were 21 and 22 and life was fun and shit. And then you're dealing with grief and you're dealing with, you know, financial shit. And you got, you know, man, you got a lot of shit going on. Like, yeah, you're dealing with, you know what I'm saying? Divorce and, and you know, mm-hmm. a whole mm-hmm. shit. And you got to decide what you're going to talk about. And right. that shit probably ain't easy. You know what I'm saying? To, to, to orchestrate your thoughts in a way that's going to be popular, that's going to bump. And that's going to satisfy you as an artist. So I think he's just in a, I, I feel, I don't know the nigga personally or nothing. I, you know, I'm just on the outside trying to gauge how a nigga feel. Um, it feels to me as as though his thoughts are getting jumbled. You know what I'm saying? As far as uh-huh. what, I'm, what am I going to talk about? Like, you know, you could talk about God. That's always going to be a thing. But at a certain point, you, you got to apply that shit got to apply the stories to it or, or the experience or the testimony to it that that actually uh lives on these records and it's probably not easy to do that shit at that level and to be like shit i gotta make this shit work it gotta be more popping than drake and shit mm-hmm. it's, it's probably difficult you know what i'm saying on the other hand like somebody like drake he's still in the middle of you know Popping life, you know what I'm saying? He's still in the club, the nigga ain't mm-hmm. married. He's still like, I'm trying to be the hottest nigga out type of shit. So he making the music that speaks to that. And the nigga, on the flip side, that nigga album got a lot of quotables. I can't remember none of them right now. I just remember listening <laughs> to the shit like, oh, that's slick. Oh, that's slick. Even in the songs I ain't like, you know what I'm saying? Even the songs that mm-hmm. was soft and R&B, like, oh, that's slick. Oh, that's Instagrammable. Oh, oh, this nigga know what he doing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> He's the so, ultimate caption king, the IG caption king. You know, right. I mean, his music is always there. Yeah, he even says that on the joint. He says, um, I forget the line, but yeah, he says, you know, my shit is the captions and the people that are supposed to be over me is below me in the comments. Some slick shit. <laughs> I was like, damn, that nigga, you know. I, yeah, that shit fly. Uh, Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And, and and I saw somebody, I think it was Chris Latimer posted, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Don't let don't let you know the popular opinion tell you that uh Drake's album is better than Kanye's. Now, while you know, I'm I might not go as far as that, but I understand that where Ye is trying to go and trying to in expressing his thoughts, I think uh, a lot more important than, you know, just the flex rap and the IG caption rap that Drake is doing per se. It just wasn't fully executed. You know what I mean? In my opinion, it wasn't all the way there, but I think if he can master what he, what he's attempting, then shit, he'll be at a, a whole nother level because one, he got everybody, talking about a, a, a relatively gospel album. You know what I'm saying? For one, which don't usually happen. He got, he gonna have people dancing and shit over the, I know God, you know what I'm saying? Got his breathed on this. You know what I mean? He talking some, he talking some shit that's important. You know what I'm saying? Even the shit with the Dre 3000 verse. You know what I'm saying? Those, the shit that Dre put on that shit, the thoughts that people really have. Like, Damn, if there's a heaven, like, when you let your people communicate with their people. Mm-hmm. But 
You know what I'm saying? But I think after you evolve from that, you understand that that's what faith is. You know what I mean? You got to have faith that you communicate even when you don't know if it's really happening. And then you might see a sign later on that say, yeah, you communicate. So I think those are important thoughts that should be in the world, especially with all of the the gangster shit that's out there and the the drill shit and the gang shit and, you know, I'm a fuck your bitch and play with the tonsils with my dick. You know what I'm saying? It should be another form of thought that's out there. As crazy as the motherfucker is, as wild as the antics he do and all that shit, just in general... The words and the 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 art, it's a place for it, and it should be here. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think too. I think the thing about the two of them, it's interesting. This little tension that they got going back and forth. Uh, you know, they, they I guess they. I don't want to say they're muses for each other because that might be giving them too much credit, but they definitely. Uh, in response, at least to the other's presence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that they're almost two sides of, of a coin, you know what I mean? And I think on one hand, Kanye, if he's not focused, because he's not as focused as he used to be, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's kind of all over the place to your point about some of these deeper thoughts or a little headier topics or whatever, whether it's divorce or whether it's, um, you, you know, um, business dealings or religion or still grief and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, they might be all over the place, but I think on a certain level with Kanye, I think Kanye, like I said, got rings. Definitely his jerseys in the rafters. Say what you want to say. His jersey's in the rafters. He's He's got nothing to prove on a certain level, right? Mm-hmm. And I go back to, he said some shit a while ago that I always, that I always think about because I thought it was such an ill statement. Uh, it might have been around the MAGA shit or something around that. And they were like, but if you're doing this, what about your legacy? And he was like, you know, when people talk to me about legacy, I feel like they trying to use fear to manipulate me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was like, it is my legacy. It's my legacy to do what with to do with what I want with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, I built this legacy. I have the freedom to do whatever, right? So I feel like Kanye shit, especially this offering and a lot of other things, his shit is a lot more bold than where Drake's is a little more safe. Mm-hmm. Drake's got a formula. Drake is kind of, he's still on the court. He's still stacking up his chips. He's still the guy. He's still trying to be the undisputed number one. You know what I mean? He, you know, if you're going to knock Hove off the, the pedestal or whatever, if that's probably the last person on the board for you to totally take off. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? To where it's like, undisputed he's still doing that but at the same time sometimes in that in that pursuit he plays it safe you know what i'm saying drake kind of got a formula just like Mm -hmm. hove had a formula on a certain level like there's certain shit that you know you could expect from a drake album 
And the thing that's nerve-wracking about Kanye is you, and it's kind of been this way since the beginning, but it's even more so because of all of the shit that happens outside the music. Kanye shit always be unexpected, always be some other shit. He, oh, he's never been afraid to just go left on your ass. Oh, I'm going to sing on this whole album on some 808s and Heartbreak shit. I know y'all expecting me to rhyme, but I'm going to sing, and I can't really sing that well, but I'm a moat. Like a motherfucker And you're gonna mm-hmm. feel that shit And it's gonna fucking change It's gonna change music for a while You know what I'm saying Or I'm gonna come out And I'm gonna put out a record that's You know I'm gonna put out Jesus Walks And we're gonna be This gonna make the radio You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying Like nobody really had a successful Gospel rap record Up until then It was like Oh that's gospel rap That ain't mm-hmm. gospel rap That's getting played on the radio And in the clubs And niggas is getting drunk to it you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, with the Drake album, like, I felt like, and I'm still listening to it, you know what I mean? Like, this is just upon a few listens. When it's great, it's great. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's something, I forget who tweeted that shit, but I felt that shit because I felt it as I was listening to him. Somebody was like, ain't nothing like a Drake album to want to get you, make you want to get focused. You know what I'm saying? Like, that nigga, Drake is indulgent. You know, like you said, he living life. He's going right. out. He's getting it in. You know right. what I mean? He's 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 doing it big. He ain't got no kids. Well, he got the one kid. He I guess he got kids. Kid. Now, but he ain't got, like, he ain't got kids like Kanye got kids. He ain't right. got, you know what I'm saying? He ain't got marital issues like Kanye got marital issues and shit like that. Right. His mom's <laughs> still alive. His mom's just writing raps. Talking about day three, what's it going to be? Or whatever the fuck she right. was doing on the IG stories. Which right. was actually kind of slick and cute. But <laughs> that nigga is in his prime. Like you were saying about Chappelle, you was mm-hmm. there to witness a, a, a goat goating. Like right. Drake is out here shamelessly, like, we going to get to it. At the same time, because like when, you know, like 7 a.m. on Brindle Road, whenever he, you know what I mean, hit you with the time. Mm-hmm. The timestamp. That's when you know he about to, he about to go all the way in. So that shit there, that and that, it is almost like his album was almost. If we had to have any direction besides a, a maintain status quo, like keep my position. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was also the, you know, low key the fuck Kanye album. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of <laughs> fuck this nigga Kanye. Like that shit was. It was it was something that kind of pushed it along, mm-hmm. but um, so shit like that, or uh, you know what I mean? Like I like Knife Talk with Project Pat on in in twenty one. It was interesting though, and after what you were saying last week about the Memphis rap and all of that, it was interesting, you know, <clears throat> just how singular Project Pat's flow is. When you hear twenty one try to do the Project Pat flow, like after Project Pat did it. And I fuck with 21. He couldn't fucking do that shit like that. Nah, nah. Right? He, he is not as yeah. deft. You know what I mean? Nah, nah. Uh-uh. But oh. first time I heard it, I was kind of like, eh. But then when I heard it again in just more of a natural, the shit was just playing, mm-hmm. it came on. I was like, it wasn't It wasn't bad. It wasn't It wasn't pat, but it wasn't bad. It just mm. was it just a new it's about, doing It's something. about 21 doing it. Yeah, 21 doing pat. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, it yeah. wasn't, and Pat got a bunch of them kind of flows, but. Because mm-hmm. yeah, 21 got his own type of flow, too. Right. So that's the thing. Like, he could, he should do 21. Like, it was just interesting because it was just like, 
oh yeah, that nigga's doing that's the project pat flow. That's his flow. Then they right. hear somebody else kind of try to flip that flow. It wasn't, it was, it was close, but no cigar type shit. But yeah. like, but there's moments when Drake shit is crazy. You know what I mean? Like, and he's like, they both kind of like festival albums, meaning they know that their albums are big platforms. So all the motherfuckers could come on there and and get some shine. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like <laughs> festival. Albums. Let me let like motherfucking Dirk again. Dirk was like, yo, I'm going to shout my lady's business out because I know this shit gets streams. I'm right. trying to help her. I'm trying to build black women, you know what I mean? Black women business. You know right. what I'm saying? That nigga saw that shit as a career move, like as a fucking, you know, like that was an enterprising move. That wasn't even, that shit, that 16 was like, we're going to flip this 16 into an LLC type shit. So there was that type of moment. Um, Yeba, the girl Yeba, like I ain't never, I never heard of her, but she, her little part, that shit made me say, yo, I'm about to listen to her album when it dropped because her voice sounded crazy. It might have been like how he showcased Sanfa a couple couple albums ago. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, he still, you know, he out there, so he still know who to, who to pass the ball to. He know who popping, who's going to make some waves. Sometimes I felt like there was times where it felt like shit you may have already heard him do. You know what I'm saying? Like, um... And to your point, it's interesting. You said it feels like 98% like R&B-ish. I felt like it feels more hip-hop or at least more rap than R&B. Or maybe this is how I heard it. Right. It no, felt I, like... I could be saying rap. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying like a certain kind of hip-hop. But, you know. Got you, got you, got you. Because when, when I felt like when he did the, like the, uh, the songs, like the R&B type of, you know, his Drake type shit... It mm-hmm. felt like this time it was kind of being shoehorned in. He was like, oh, let me go give him some of this. Like, mm-hmm. sequence-wise, I think that shit was, is a little all over the place, too. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? There's certain things where it's like, it started to feel like, like I said, it started to feel safe and obligatory. It's like, all right, well, I got to do, I got to do my record with Ross. Right. I got to do my record with Jay. I got to do right. my record with Future. I got to right. get Wayne on here. You know what I mean? Like, right. But you know that, that's just but, a reaction to the business, you know what I'm saying? Because Drake knows, like all the big artists know, this shit ain't about sequencing. That shit is about screams. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put all this shit out there in the world. Y'all go figure it out. You know what I'm saying? You could buffet. You know what I'm saying? It's not like y'all gonna play this shit how I intended anyway. So fuck it. I'm just gonna put all these records. Y'all go figure it out and stream it up, and I'll sit back, get on the jet. And make shit happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I don't it's just like punch punch rap. You know what I mean? It's just the evolution of what it is. It's like when you had that album on vinyl and you had to put the needle on that bitch, you know what I'm saying? Then you knew it was gonna be a certain kind of experience. Then you had to flip that shit over for side B, which could be a mm-hmm. whole nother experience. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But when it moved to CDs, you didn't have that flip over experience no more. It just was a straight through. And then you had people like like Dre when the way that they sequenced, that shit blended all together. You know what I'm saying? It, it you ain't know where to like the skits to come in at the end of this record. It didn't it didn't have those those breaks like that. And 
So that was that was based off of the technology. And then another thing that Dre used to do a lot of times was like, say when the the song when a song ends on the CD, if you had the CD on repeat, when it picked back up, that it'll pick back up on beat. And I thought that was pretty slick. Um, that was a CD technology evolution. But now with streaming, that's none of that shit don't matter no more. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a playlist rap. It's just playlist albums. Like, yeah, go ahead. You pick what you want, yeah. put it on your playlist, and then you make your own album. Right. Because I'm sure, man, people are mixing the two together. They're putting Kanye records and Drake records there, especially since, one, they got the whole little beef going on, and two, they came out right in the same damn near week of each other. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely like I know I'm pulling shit out of both albums and adding them to a playlist. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, you just, you know, you create your own adventure. Right. And like the old school books. Um, and, and, and the thing what I would say about their little back and forth, you know what I'm saying, is that's been the case from the beginning of Drake's career. When Drake came in the game, him and Kanye was having a, a back and forth, on not necessarily on the records, but in life. And then it it – it uh evolved into on the record and little jabs here, little jabs there. But it's always been there from mm-hmm. the from the beginning when Ye was on top. Then this little young light skinned upstart from Canada came right. in and started, you know, encroaching on his territory. Then he mm-hmm. made that he directed that bullshit video for him. <laughs> and then then they had to then they turned out had the same managers and shit. And Ye left. Said fuck that I'm not finna be in the same camp With this nigga And you know what I'm saying That shit kinda went from there mm. I'm one of the few people That don't think that video Was bullshit I enjoyed it I thought it was alright it, it was a little weird It was a little weird was, I guess I guess I guess It was uh, a lot of eye candy In that video Yeah but they were supposed uh, to be High school teenagers Supposed to be Obviously, was that weren't. what that was supposed to be? Yeah, it was like a high school team and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was weird. Uh, I gotta go back and look at that. I thought they was, was some college shit because uh, I don't know. Oof, I ain't catch that. I, I, I gotta look back on that. I, ooh, I ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't good. I'm gonna have to revisit that shit. Damn. I didn't think it was that. Oh man! It might anyway. not have been. I'm just. I'm. Th- I'm thinking yeah. in the past, but I need to look it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotta that, check it, it out. was. It was. It, it had that weird vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that? Best I ever had. Best I ever had. Yeah. Which was yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was his big one. Yeah, that was his. That was his first first hit. You know. Yeah, that was not the joint. And yeah, it's so, so funny to see. It's so funny to see like. You know, for both of them, like the departure from one artist to the next, like what Drake was back then, you know what I mean, to who Drake is now. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he was way more humble, upstart. He would play the, you know, the what we see as the, uh, many people see as like the Canadian persona. You know what I'm saying? Like just mm-hmm. the, just a, a good guy. You know what I mean? Like one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like now he like, man, if I ain't the motherfucking best, I don't know who is. All of y'all motherfucking like he was. He talking some shit. He right, talking his shit, and I'm not. Go ahead. He been talking slick. He been talking that shit from that first album. What was the? Um, yeah, but it was more aspiration, more vision boardish. 
It no. wasn't like owning it. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, everybody, most people come in the game, not most, you know, for the most part, most people, especially from a, a certain era, you know, most people come in there with at least the uh, the intent to be the man. You know mm. what I'm saying? Um, but it was humble. Just similar, like, it's, it's kind of like that. The, uh, I don't know what you call it, just the... The growth, the evolution of it, the evolution of the persona. Even if you look back at like J. Cole, J. Cole was, you know, fighting with Sally Mae and he was the guy that, you know what I mean, we doing a, a, a dollar, dollar in a dream type of shit. It was, you know what I mean, all of that type, of, you know, and now he likes shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm an OG. These motherfuckers have turned into, that's why I said, does your son see them as legacy acts? Because they're, the elders of the game. You look at Jay's. If you look at Kendrick, J. Cole, Drake, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You could go a little further out to some of the others, but those three, like, I remember when they were all, you know, eager, you know, young Padawan. You know what I'm saying? Like trying to. I remember when you know. J. Cole talking about, yo, I'm, I'm waiting for Jay to pass me the, you know what I'm saying? Pass me the mic so I can get in here. I let Nas down, all of that shit. I remember literally Charles Hamilton passing Kendrick the mm-hmm. mic, you know what I'm saying? To, you know what I mean? Kendrick at SOBs or wherever. Some, you know what I'm saying? I remember Drake, you know, way humble beginnings. You know what I'm saying? Like just mm-hmm. humble beginnings to now. They have grown into their position in the game. And they earned it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They put out a series of, of albums that put them in position. But it's just interesting to see motherfuckers sitting in that shit. It's like, you know, like what Jay said, I ain't a preemie. My nut's too big or whatever the fuck. That, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, yo, dog, you ain't going to treat me like that. Go, Kanye, I'm not your son no more. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, you know, like what Drake said, what your right what your your idols turn to rivals. Right. You know what I, I'm saying? And I think for Drake and Ye, that happened very early in the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So this is yeah, like yeah, yeah. some long standing carryover shit. Um yeah. <clears throat> but you know, shit, it is what it is. Niggas out there making yeah. moves, doing their shit, entertaining the people. Blase, yeah, skip. <laughs> You said Blase Skip? Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It was a good time for some music. You know what I'm saying? So that was good. That was good. Curious to see if and when, well, not if, but uh, at what point does Kendrick enter the chat? You know what I'm saying? I know he put that, you know, that record on the baby, you know, he got that verse on the baby king warming mm -hmm. up his his entrance, but I'm curious if he going to drop something this year or if he going to wait till next year. You know what I mean? Kendrick, my my middle son, Kendrick is that's his guy. Like he, yeah, he was playing that damn song over and over and over. Yeah, um, yeah. But I discovered another cat from him. He fucks with this cat, JID. I never heard. Oh of yeah, him. down with Dreamville. Yeah, yeah. I, I like his shit. I mean, you know how you find yourself. Like, who is that? JID. Right, right. Five, six different times. times. You know what I'm saying? Right, <laughs> it was right, like four, right, five right. times. Like, damn, who is that? Oh, that's JID. Oh right, shit! Right, 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 right. Yeah. I need to check this kid out. He all right. He, nice. he nice. He nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of motherfuckers out there. <laughs> anyway. Oh shit! Yeah, man. this shit is. A, this is a lot of rap going on. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's a good time. It's a yeah. good time for all types of rap, too, from, you know, mainstream to, you know, I guess underground, if you still call it that. You know what I mean? Like, it's... <laughs> Yeah, the landscape is filled with with a lot of good shit. Shit, at this point, if it if it ain't one of the five songs they playing on the radio, that shit underground. It's underground. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like I wish the radio would get as diverse as what's being offered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I barely listen to the radio, so I don't even really know what's in the rotation. But you know what's in the rotation because just the five songs you always hear, no matter if it's radio or wherever, you just hear them in the air. Yeah, but still, I don't even, I think I program my own shit. You know what I'm saying? I know you do. I'm saying, and I do as well. I just have an understanding of what's happening. That's all. Right, 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 right. I hear what you're saying. I I see what you're saying. You you find out what what was been programmed, like when it awards season comes out or like you see the, you see the, uh, magazines and shit like that or who the media kind of follows like that feels like that's the stuff that kind of supports what the Mm -hmm. push is those are the little things but like and that's kind of I guess how it kind of gets to me but more often than not it's me just kind of you know hearing about some shit and then slowly like creating my own little playlist you know what I'm saying seeing what's what you know Um, speaking (laughs) of that Real quick, speaking of, you know, I said it's a good time to some uh, to some fucking uh, mad people putting out shit. Shout out to shout out to my man uh, <laughs> West Manchild mm-hmm. who just put out a he put out a uh, a project. With this cat, I know Brasco, one nine one three two. That's the area code to North Philly. They both from North Philly. That shit fire. It's very, you know, a lot of what did my man said. Uh, ignorance with a little bit of intellect. I forget exactly what he said, <laughs> but it's it's some. You know, West Manchester gonna give you them drums. You know what I'm saying? Those those loops and shit like that. The kid, I know, I know Brasco. Got some slick lines. I caught it on the second time. I was like, oh, okay. This motherfucker saying some shit. He got some slick shit. So, yeah. Y'all like that that grimy shit. If you like the uh, you like the theme song, you know what I mean? That's the sensibility of what you could expect on that. 19132. Mm-hmm. But, um, anyway. Word uh, up. You want to talk about this Raising Canaan before we get out of here? What you thinking? I mean, we at the 120. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you what you think of this last episode? I mean, it's 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 wild because it's so in line with you know some of the events with Michael K. Williams dying. Shout out to to his family and um you know condolences. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So it's it, you know when once that hit you know what I'm saying and you know we got Fifty Cent with the reckless you know behavior. That was some the, dickhead shit. Yeah, right. man. It was sad. He didn't even need to say that. Because, right. unfortunately, it was, you know, so so timely that, you know what I mean? I think most people would have came to it. So right. for you to just, it ain't need to be said. Like, that shit was, but you know, that's what he do. But right. uh, that was super insensitive. But, yeah, um, so, so, you know, yeah. that, that was crazy. Like, <clears throat> but I think, again, with it, with it, the action in this one, 
You know what I'm saying? You like, say in Power and some of the other shows, like the action be, you know, more built up and drawn out. Like, I I, kind of like the way that they simplify this show. And when the action happened, they just get to the point and, you know what I'm saying, and it's, you know, it is what it is. Like when Lou went in there to shoot shit up. And it's very, very much known from the 90s that Tech Nine's jam. You know what I'm saying? And so when he went in there with that tech, I was like, oh, shit, this nigga going in with a tech. And that shit show enough jammed on his ass. Almost got him killed. But yeah. I like how Lou handled his business. You know what I'm saying? He very much, it is what it is. You know, I, I, accept, I accept the mission. Go do the shit. I accept whatever comes out of it. You know what I mean? When, mm-hmm. when, they, when they rolled up on him in the restaurant. He like, okay, it's going to be what it's going to be. I, you know, it ain't supposed to be no going down in here, but I don't trust yeah. you niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. I like how he, I like how he broke that shit down in the end. You know what I mean? Um, uh-huh. Very, to me, it seemed like the control that Unique has over his guy is kind of unbelievable. Because, you know, if a nigga came and shot your shit up, you ain't finna be just falling back just cause, you know what I'm saying? Unique says so when you got the pistol in your hand already. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you surprised. You in right. the midst of like, it just dawned on you. You're like, oh, this that motherfucker right here. Yeah, oh, that was on. you. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Right. You, that nigga would have went off. <laughs> he, ain't even, he ain't even give you no eye contact. He in the booth facing the other way. He just lifted it. Hey, no, 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 no. Not right now. Not right now, Warrell. Yeah, 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 Not right saying. now. <laughs> I guess this was the um, the Cunnilingus episode. Cause, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Wow, it was <laughs> a lot of it. it was uh, it was a, yeah, my Symphony. man. Yeah, and uh-huh. then Symphony did his thing. So you know, very uh, oh, right. And that's that's pretty. That for the nineties. That, yeah, that, that was a, you know what I mean. Pretty forward. That, that was yeah. definitely. Not I mean I guess it was definitely happened. Of course, it was definitely of happening course. in the world, but. I think they could have put more emphasis on when he called him old pussy eater here. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. how in that time it was not something people talked about out loud right. in a in a, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, this is something that I do. That was something people uh-huh. denied and hid that uh-huh. they did. And um that's that's what I, I give a lot of um I always say that Snoop Dogg's transparency on, on Bitches Ain't Shit when he came on the record and said that he was eating the pearl tongue, that might have been the first time somebody was like said that shit boldly on a record and rap. You know what I'm saying? I don't I couldn't think of no other time before that. I was in love like he was in love one, in love like right. a motherfucker licking the pearl tongue. You know what I'm saying? So for 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 that to be so apparent in this episode it was that was bold for that time nowadays that ain't shit like you won't even think that's why why people made a big deal out of that but back then people made a big deal out of that yeah yeah so so that was that was that was one thing um uh let's see what what else went on in this episode Kanan still fucking up (laughs) rurally this nigga is a a one man goddamn genocide. <laughs> he's, he's destroying everything his mom's is trying to put together. He's like that nigga just kicking over the Jenga pile. 
<laughs> I mean, that shit get right to it. He just come through and kick the shit. He's the crate challenge ass nigga. The motherfucker right. that kicked the guy off the crates. Right. He's Cannon and Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, nigga. You want to be in charge so bad. You just fucking shit up. Like, y'all don't, even when they when the nigga introduced the shit, like, yeah, this shit make shit more better. Mm-hmm. I was like, how y'all know? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Y'all just finna blindly put that shit in there? But, Vince was like, let's not do that. Let's get a vote. Right. Cannon won his credit. Do I'm you cooking. understand the reason that you are even employed at the Van Wick location <laughs> is because <laughs> I masterminded. It's like, all right, guy, we get it. We get it. You the man. You the man, young man. You know what I'm saying? Do you know who I am? Do I'm you the manager. Know who my, yeah, man. I'm the head nigga in charge. Right. Yeah, he was on that shit. It's like, all right, bro, let's go ahead. Let me let me cook. Let me cook and kill. You know. And, but, uh, shit, I'm off. and that's how that business is, man. You got, it's very democratized. Anybody can get a pack. And all of these different management styles come into play off of the shit that you're going to ingest in your body. You know what I'm saying? Why, well, you know, the same way we talk about we're not getting a vaccine and shit. When you ingest some of this shit off the streets, you don't know who the manager on fries is. You know what I'm saying? Or who the head nigga in charge was that put this pack together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nigga might not have a whole lot of discernment in what he put in the shit. You know what I mean? Let's just stretch this shit. We in the tight right now this week. Fuck it. We, we got to make a profit. Yeah, we <laughs> right. fucking up. We need to go ahead and get this money. Yeah. Which a, is America. A small microcosm of the world. Big farmer. You know what I'm saying? Big farmer. Yeah. They, you know, they don't give a fuck. Nope. Let, them, let them take more. They need more of this right. shit. All right. We're the testers. And here Throw we are. some testers out. Yeah, let's get, let's get this shit. Yeah. It ain't board certified yet, but you know what I mean? Hey, look, let's bring it to market. It is what it is. And it's funny, too, where it was like, well, let's not bring it to the white folks first. Let's right. let's see what happens in the hood. And then, you know what I mean? God yeah. forbid anything happens to the white people. No, um, but niggas know. Niggas know that, yeah. that the black neighborhoods are, are, are enforced differently. You know what I'm saying? Niggas know. Even now, Karen know that the police yeah. police differently for her than they do for us. That's you know what I'm saying? That's her ally. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. but they couldn't stop it from happening. It happened. Yeah. On the, on the Upper East Side. Mm-hmm. Them parents going <laughs> to get to the bottom of it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Well, you already know that's about to happen. You, you already seen that, that shit. That, those crack, uh, crack rock breadcrumbs. Leading yeah. to another story. That's um, leading leading straight yeah. to Laverne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, first, it's a bunch of shit that I want to talk about. First off, one of my favorite lines of the whole episode was, uh, yo, I, I like hauling oats. <laughs> that shit was that shit was a vulnerable moment for that man. He was like, listen. <laughs> I like hauling oats, all right? This, I'm just trying to tell you who I am, what I listen to. What, what, you know what I mean? I like Sarah, smile, that shit, you know, make me, it just, you know, I just, I never told a woman that type of shit, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just telling you, I just want to open up, you take it to the next level. That shit was such a funny fucking scene. Yeah. Nigga the, running out the fucking spot. The, the, 
the comeback was even better. Some shit you should have kept to yourself. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> that was funny. I like Hall of Notes, too. I ain't gonna lie. Shit, I liked Wham. You know what I mean? But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We out here, you know, fessing up. But um, that shit was kind of funny, interesting. Make me now look at, you know, Symphony back in the picture. So, again, I'm thinking about your, your theory that he's some the type ops. of operative. You know what I mean? So, we'll see. We'll that see nigga had to, that nigga <laughs> had to go check in at the office. You what? She broke out with you, nigga. You better go get her. He better say something. You better figure it out. <laughs> you better figure that shit out. Um, Juliana starting to speak a little bit more. She's starting to, you know, that's about to turn into a play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she she getting tired of you know the the abuse. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? She's like, listen, just like you picked me, I picked you. You know what I'm saying? Just so you know, I'm going to mm-hmm. need some help. Uh, I say, or, or side note, I've said this a bunch of times, not even just the wardrobe and the, and the you know, uh, the music supervision, but even the set design is so on point. They <laughs> had the old school candies. They had the old school... Um, the lollipops that look like they're shaped like umbrellas. You know what I mean? They're multicolored. You know what I'm talking about? If you see them, they're like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, little clear hard candies. Joints. The hard... Yeah, the hard candies, they're kind of clear, but they different, right. different flavors, like red, white. I mean, red, yellow, green, and then, like, clear at the... You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen them shits in forever, so I don't know where they got the shipment, but that that was dope. Um, what else do I remember uh, from this joint that I liked? I want to say, damn, I just, I brought her up. I found, hold on, because I want to credit her. Um, uh, what's her name? Haley Kilgore, the actress that plays Jukebox? Jukebox, yeah, Jukebox. She's killing it, B. She's yeah. a beast. When she take an L, I be feeling it. Like, you see all the emotion yeah. on her face. Like, she's taking some, you know, especially with her and Nicole. Like, it's been a couple moments where it's been real. She's been taking it bad. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. like, she she evokes that shit to where you like, damn, I, you know what I mean? I see you. I see it. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, That's, it's, damn. it's a- Damn. Yeah, it's ahead. a lot of good acting in this shit for real, for real. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, shit. Yeah. And and with Tina it being Miller. like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For me, it's a lot of people in here that I've never seen before. You know what I mean? Right. Not not to say that they haven't been working. I just haven't seen them. So it's like a new slate of, right. of people that you're discovering right now that you're coming into, you know, their career right now and a lot of them doing a good job. It's not heavy-handed on one character or not it's just like mm-hmm. the guy who playing Kanan doing a good job. And the nigga, that nigga got 50 facial expressions, dog. He know how to do mm-hmm. them. He'll, he'll pop them in every now and again. Be like, wait a minute, that nigga doing 50 for real. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he, mm-hmm. he I, I like what he's doing with it, even though he's fucking up worse than Tyreek. Right. <laughs> Maybe right. that's why him and Tyreek get along so well in, in the later years. Yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. entitlement of that, nepotism. Right, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. and and to think about that, 
when you see Kanan coming out of jail and and fucking, you know, he he's Kanan as a hardened criminal. Right. You don't put a spoiled brat kid in right. him. You know what I'm saying? Like when you when you see Tariq, you all a spoiled brat kid, but you don't know that Kanan was a spoiled brat kid himself. Right. Yeah. The origin story is a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little did you know. Yeah, you that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So um that was cool. Famous being extra. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, wilding out, fucking shit up with Davina. You know what I mean? Like, he fucked the whole shit up. I like Davina because she's, she's the wild card. You know what I mean? Like, she's right. the wild card. She knows how to fall back and peep the scene. Like, mm-hmm. she shit ain't going over her head. She's mm-hmm. processing a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? She already got a whole lot of things on her plate off top anyway. So there's already a, a level of maturity that she has to rise to that, you know what I mean, isn't even, you know, it shouldn't have to happen. But due to situations that, you know, she can't control, there's a lot more shit on her plate. And due to that fact, she's, she heard, like, she paying attention. And... Mm-hmm. She's got a nice little measure of restraint. She know when to, you know what I mean, inquire, you know what I'm saying, fall back. Like, we don't know what's percolating with her. You know what I'm saying? We know she's smart. We know she's connected to the game in a way or she's seen enough. She know how a lot of shit work on both sides of it. You know what I mean? And She's working with the ops. We know that. She's working with the, or at least she, she took a, you know, temp position. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't know if she all all but, in, all in. But, but she mama, knows them, and they know yeah, her. But go ahead. But, but they alluded to the mama being at the rehab shit. Oh, right. The mom's is away. Yeah, the mom's yeah, is yeah, away. Yeah. You understand? Right. So, yeah. so she, took the, she, she took the <laughs> she, benefit package. She got yeah. on the benefit package, dog. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's going to be interesting to see how that shit plays out. Because she definitely... Oh, and that's the other thing. Uh, streets Need a Body is killing the game. Like, nigga, cool. everybody, oh, Streets Need a Body, the, oh, the right. famous record, is is a hit. Right. My at the at the boxing match was like, yo, my friend, that Streets Need a Body? That shit hard. You know what I mean? He in the middle. He ain't supposed to be doing a coke deal. He like, yo, you know what I mean? Not for nothing. You know what I'm saying? They going to do what they going to do. But let me tell you, Pop, you got a hit on your hands. You know what I'm saying? Let me know. My man, my cousin, he said, yo, my cousin work over at Columbia. So that's how, you know what I mean? I got the promo copy. That shit there, just know. Yeah, if this shit, if this little key, this keys and all the weight and all this shit don't work out, you got a future. You know what I'm saying? So I like that. I like that shit. Fucking Davina heard the shit. She wasn't at the showcase. So that shit is playing. Stretching Bob is supposedly going to play it soon. That mm-hmm. shit is moving. So, yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, I'm trying to think what else we saw. It wasn't heavy Marvin. Um, but but Marvin always come through. Marvin always come through. It wasn't what heavy he him. This episode? Nah, what he, he just he's sitting back watching the play at the gas station. Okay, and the bands, right. That was the his bands, episode. Yeah, the bands sitting pretty over there with the BBSs. You know what I'm saying? Right. The, the, his other bands, you know. Right. But just the way he responded, the, the funniest shit of the whole episode to me when uh-huh. they when they rolled up on Canaan like nigga, get in oh, the car. Yeah. 
And then the nigga pulled off for you all the way got in the car. <laughs> yeah, 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 nigga. That shit was hilarious. That's that was some, funny. That's some yeah. mad uncle shit. The nigga yeah. playing his role, man. I, yeah, I fucks no. with Marvin. I fucks yeah. with Marvin as a character because even like when you was in, in as a kid and you you're not in the game and you watching it go by. And you see mm-hmm. all the different players, and you know what I'm saying? You got this one and that one and his little brother, and you know what I'm saying? Marvin is the nigga around the way that you be like, yo, that nigga cool, that nigga got the car. You mm-hmm. see him more than you see, like, you'll see him more than you see Raquel, right? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So you'll identify with him because the nigga cool. He pull up, he like a cool uncle. You know what I mean? So... Mm-hmm. The cat who playing them, he looked like that role. Like, sometimes people will put people in a role and they don't actually look like the role they're supposed to be pulling off. Right. My most famous example of that is uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. and Boys in the Hood. Like, mm. he was supposed to be like the cat everybody like, you know what I'm saying? You know, he fit in everywhere. He get the girl next door, the baddest girl on the block. He was supposed to look a little cooler than I, I felt like he looked, actually. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like he he didn't fit the role that he was actually playing. But, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Marvin, he fit that role. That nigga is playing that shit all the way down the line. Yeah. And to his point of, he's like the cool uncle. You know what I mean? <laughs> you could tell, and that's probably what fucked him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. That means a lot to him. He is the one with the bends. He's out there in the world. Like he's way more high profile than than Rocky. Rocky's mm-hmm. trying to make shit work. She dipping off. She comes out when it's business time, right? So mm-hmm. much so, like he want to be so cool to Kane, and that he know he shouldn't be giving him this much rope. You know what right. I'm saying? But one, not even that he want to be cool, but he also can see something in him. You know right. what I'm saying? And he's he's willing to leverage his already one. It's not it's not even precarious. He already his expectations and maybe that's just the tone that was set from, you know, from the first episode, he don't ever miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity. Mm-hmm. That definitely colored the way we all look at him, right? Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? So we already know he's the wild card of the bunch, but being the wild card you give yourself a little bit more freedom to be wild, to fuck mm-hmm. up a little bit. Whereas, like, Lulu, like, he's the soldier. He's the guy that's got to have his shit together. He's the, he's the one you call when you need to, you know what I'm saying? Yo, we need another hit. We got to make a home run. Like, we mm-hmm. need you to do, like, Lulu is reliable. So mm-hmm. if he fuck up, it's a little bit more, like, devastating than if mm-hmm. Marvin fuck up. You kind of already planning for the fuck up with Marvin. Right. So when even the news come back that he fucked up again, it's upsetting because you're like, ah, this motherfucker. But right. it's easier to process because you already knew. You probably looked three plans down. Like, all right, if he fucked that up, then I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to double back, have Lulu do this. Right. So with all of that freedom of, you know, low expectations, he leverages it and he could go ahead and say, yo, he could be a little bit more risky. Say, all right, let's set up some shit with the Van Wick. You know what I mean? Right. Plus, Man. plus the thing about it is, they pretty much put Marvin on the bench, so he feeling some kind of way about his job position. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He got demoted to construction foreman. You know what I'm saying? He not in the he not in the game. So he one looking for a way. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Kanan don't know that he's looking for a way, but he like, yo, Unc, I got this idea. So when Unc see the idea, he like, yo, this shit might be able to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, let's try that shit. You know what I'm saying? There ain't nothing be to be back. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? I might be able to, and a lot of cats do pop off and be on their own shit. And be like, damn, right. nigga, you ain't with your brother no more? Nah, man, shit. You know, in his case, you ain't with your sister. Well, shit, I started my own. They be their own people. And they start going, like, in the era that I'm from, where I'm from, that was like when cats first started trafficking and getting on the road, going to different cities. So mm-hmm. you get one cat that's disgruntled with his, his family organization. Like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take my own pack and go to a whole nother town. And, right. you know, then next thing you know, that dude is somebody. Ultimately, we know the end of the story. Most times, a lot of cats just go to jail forever. But, you know, it was the movie was fun while you was watching. And right. Marvin is fun watching, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so he ain't no punk. He bought his action. He just he just be missing steps. Mm-hmm. He missing they both steps. seem to be on... You know, like Marvin obviously a little bit more, but Rocky kind of keep both of them feeling like they on probation. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, cause Lulu feel like he he's a little underappreciated too. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then right. she be saying some slick shit about you know him. Both of them be kind of coming at him for trying to you know his music aspirations. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, look, B, I understand you out here trying to do all of that, but let's 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 be clear. Right. The, 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 yeah, these bills are paid. By this right. shit here, all that other shit is that other shit, and that's 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 how the shit be. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because niggas is just running the operation. A lot of times, you know, a lot of people who get in those positions, you know, they are operating just off the. They ain't got no HR and no rules and shit. They just they saying whatever. Like they they feeling how they feeling, and they say it because they can, because they got the power, the juices. They making the money, or they at least. They in control of the organization that's making the money. So they don't feel like, shit, nigga, get in line. But people start feeling something. Just like Tommy with ghosts. I mean, yeah, Tommy with ghosts. When he was feeling some kind of way and underappreciated and shit, when ghosts talking to nigga, like, you ain't smart. You know what I mean? So it be like that. And, you know, I like that they're reconciling that and how cats move with this kind of story. Cause a lot of times you don't necessarily get to see all those nuances like that. Like new Jack city, G money underappreciated, but then he started hitting the rock. So, you know, we kind of, you know, that, that was left on the board. I got to watch new Jack city again. I ain't seen that shit in. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I was going to say something though, before we get out of here, uh, before we, before we get off this power thing, Damn, you brought up something. Uh, oh, I say one storyline that I'm kind of... Well, two things. I thought the Nicole death was a little abrupt, but, I mean, we saw it coming. This is probably mm-hmm. the more, like the most telegraphed thing mm-hmm. that we've seen. You know what I mean? So that was... It was what it was. We'll see what the ramifications are from that. I think hopefully it's probably going to lead to something. I'm still curious to see what is it going to be that's going to turn jukebox into the wild ass killer slash cop or fake cop that she becomes <laughs> later on. Like something's going to give. And I mean, I see the shit chipping away at her, but it's got to, there's going to be a moment that's probably going to be super devastating. We're going to see. Mm-hmm. But as far as storylines go, 
And I hate that it got to be my man Omar Raps because it's fucking Omar Raps. You know what I'm saying? There should be a little bit more respect on his name, but I'm getting a little, <laughs> I'm getting a little tired of this this storyline with the cop trying to get his, you know, get himself some 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 platelets or whatever. Yeah, get his bone marrow shit together. It's like it's feeling so much like a dead end or something's got to something big is gonna have to happen. But my patience is kind of wearing thin on that. You know what I mean? But we'll see. I'm curious how that's going to work themselves out. Because I can't see them going into a second season and not picking up, you know what I mean, Omar. Like, that's Omar raps. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it don't It don't feel like, it, it, don't, it don't feel like that's Omar raps a little bit. But uh, <laughs> it, it don't. It don't feel like they give, they don't give, he's not getting enough playing time for, you know, the fact that how long he's been in the league. Um, but that's just my observation. Uh, but yeah, man, lastly though, I mean, not lastly, but I do want to say, you know, I know we going deep, like going late into the shit, but you know, I, you know, like, uh, rest in peace to Michael K. Williams, man. Like that shit. I'm still processing it. Honestly. I mean, the news just came out yesterday and it's like, you know, he was a hell of an actor, but not just be that but just his presence just in the world just outside around you know what I mean like he was you know he was so grounded in the way he portrayed these things but you know what I mean so like I don't say transparent but so like open with um you know how he struggled with a whole lot of things in his life and you know what I'm saying like uh what he drew upon and you know what I mean his struggles with addiction and you know, struggles with like self esteem and you know what I'm saying? But his his uh his you know, like his participation in his community, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he just he felt more than just somebody you see on TV. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot more familiar. So like the loss is like, damn, you know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. fifty four is like it's horrible, you know what I mean? Like just it wasn't like Unfortunately, it was shocking, but it was like all the way through he would talk about, you know, the battles that he was dealing with. So, you know, as as sad as it is, you know, it's like, damn. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just it's just horrible. And I thought about one of the things I thought about, and, and um I seen Rachel kind of alluded to it, but I remember you talking about when you went to that garden party. And he mm-hmm. got up and he spoke to everybody. You was like, yo, how much he emoted, like how he, you know what I'm saying? Like how mm-hmm. deep he could express his feelings. You know what I'm saying? Like that was a talent even beyond his acting, like the way that he could express his feelings. And you know what I'm saying? Like just really, you know, wasn't certain people like you could just, as you look back on their lives or at least, your encounter with their lives or what they mm-hmm. brought to the table, it felt like nothing was wasted. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't yeah. a lot of just fat. Like it was, there was a lot of, it was very purpose driven. You know what I'm saying? And, and, it, and it, it, it impacted. So for him to, to, you know, to, to pass and all of that and to be gone, it's just like, it's a great loss. So, you know, salute to that man and his legacy, which I think, uh, no doubt. Seems like he has a great legacy, but, uh, no. He 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 jumped off the screen whenever he was on it. 
he turned a, a character that would normally be ostracized and counted out into a main character mm-hmm. next to the likes of Idris Elba and Wood Harris and Omar jumped off the screen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> and like you said, at that, at that garden party, you know, he told a story about um, pulling up to the bodega. He was on the way to the party and, it, you know, they were doing this thing where they were, you know, saying things that they were grateful for and stuff like that. And so, he was saying that, you know, he pulled up to the bodega on, um, like, Park Avenue up under the BQE in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's coming out the bodega. Well, you know, he was part at the bodega. I think his nephew went in or something like that. And then he was he saw a guy who was, like, homeless. And he was like, but even though he was homeless, I could see the king in him. You know what I'm saying? You know, he, he, he was saying that shit so strong. But I could see that he was still somewhere inside of him he was he was still special and strong he's just his life circumstances had him in this place so he said i rolled down my window and i called him over and i'm like yo king i see you you know what i'm saying and then um and he tried to give him some money and then the the homeless guy was like you know for somebody like you to say you see me Man, I don't need your money. That's just all I needed for the day. You know, I don't need your money. You know what I'm saying? Just for somebody like you to see me. You know what I'm saying? That that's all I need. Right. And that's a and you know, I'm obviously not doing this story in the way that he did it, but it's a it was a moving moment. You know what I'm saying? That just in regular old life, that you got two people who are at at what seems to be opposite ends of the society spectrum that finds some common space because we all got common space and, but to be able to recognize that acknowledge it and then repeat it for everybody else to hear. It's a, it's something that for me, it makes you look for those moments in in your life. You know what I'm saying? The little small little slivers of moment where you connect with things and people that you, you know, outwardly, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that you can connect on, and that's every day that happens. That can happen every single day that we step out if we look for those opportunities. If you if you look for those things in those special places and people that not just homeless people, but just in general, just people that you might not even get along with or whatever, but it's that something special in that person that can have a connection with, and just to explore for that moment, and then that's that. And that's 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 like little little special nuggets in life that I had I didn't have the words to I never had the words to, you know, saying describe that. But when he said it, I knew exactly what the fuck he was talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's real. That's real. That's funny. That's like Wendell Pierce was talking about him. And he said it to him. They were on the red carpet and he said pretty much that. Like he was like he brings life to people that you would just probably pay no mind to or walk by just in regular, like people that you know, that you see in the world, but you wouldn't really acknowledge them. Not only mm-hmm. does he see them, but he knows how to bring them to life to where now you, you know, you can, uh, you know, you see their humanity. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like you don't yeah. just dismiss them as just somebody just, you know what I'm saying? Taking up space. So. Yeah. 
That shit is dope, man. Uh, till next week, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out.